All right, gentlemen, you are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungemach. I'm the founder and curator of Gird Up, and I'm glad that you are with us today. This is a platform where we encourage men to be the men that God created us to be. Um, and I am on that journey just as well as all of you. And I pray that we can be a blessing for you. Thanks for being here on this journey with us. We do not have a sponsor for today's episode, which brings me the awesome opportunity to offer you a chance to sponsor the Gird Up Podcast. If you want to be a part of the Gird Up Podcast, if you want to sponsor something, if you want to get your name in here, feel free to contact me. Let me know. We can get uh, your stuff up here. We can we can help you fund the great work um, that is being done amongst God's people. And we can help get your name out there for the world to hear as well. All the contact information is at the end of the show. Let's get in it. Happy Memorial Day, fellas. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. All right, as I said, it is Memorial Day here in the States. If you're listening from overseas, Memorial Day is what we originally called Decoration Day, but it's a day where everybody gets off work. It's a national holiday, uh, and we take time to uh, reflect and pray. At least that's the theory, is we take time to reflect and pray um, and honor those men and women who have lost their lives in service to our country. And since we are honoring those who have lost their lives in service to our country, we also often will honor the um, veterans of foreign wars and various men and women who have served our country are still currently serving our country as well. Uh, it's a great chance to remember the good things that God has done for us here um, and celebrate our liberties and our freedoms um, and thank God for the relative peace that we get to live in in our time. Um, and as it is a national holiday and as we are thinking of um men and women who have served our country. And as this holiday does date back to the Civil War, I thought it would be appropriate to do a hymnology uh, talk today on the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Now, the Battle Hymn of the Republic, everybody knows it, or most people at least know it or could hum it. Um, it was written originally or published originally by Julia Ward Howe in the Atlantic in 1862. Now, the original text and the tune were um, actually started out as a spiritual, a Negro spiritual, Oh, brothers, will you meet us? And the white soldiers liked the tune, so they had rewritten the words um, to be kind of a comical song, which they would sing as they march, which would call, which was called John Brown's Body. And there were several lines in there that, that uh, were very comical and very funny. They, they were poking fun at... So if you don't know the history, John Brown actually led a slave rebellion um, several years before the Civil War began, and it was quelled, um, but he became very famous as a terrorist abolitionist. And he was dead now, but the song said that there was a diminutive Scotsman, so a very short Scotsman, who was carrying on um, John Brown's spirit because his name was also John Brown. And it was, it was a very silly song, very fun song, and it became very popular on the front lines of the war um, until... Miss Howe heard the song, and she heard the song because she had gone up to the front lines and was visiting the troops. Uh, she was a member of the American aristocracy, and she and a reverend and several others had gone to the front lines to go see what was going on, to go see the war. And while she was there, the Confederates attacked while they were visiting, 
She was very impressed by the Union soldiers, very impressed by the Union war effort, um, and they had decided that they were going to continue to support the war, to continue to support the war effort, and on their way home, they started to sing some of the war songs, some of the uh, Union Army songs that they had picked up during their visit, and they sang this song, the John Brown's Body, and the Reverend commented as Reverend's Will that he, he loved the hymn, he loved the melody, he loved the song, he just wished that different lyrics could be written so it could be, quote, elevated um, and shared amongst all classes and all people and used as, as a war anthem, um, as a new national anthem, if you will. Um, and within several days, she had written them. Um, she had replaced lines like, we'll feed Jeff Davis sour apples till he gets the diary. And it had become what it now is today. Within a few days, of course, she'd written the new words and sold the, the song to James Fields, who's the editor of the Atlantic Monthly, monthly for $5. Uh, the hymn has been rewritten for all kinds of purposes and causes, such as suffrage and human rights and and union strikes and civil rights, um, military training made famous now recently again by the Band of Brothers film. I don't know if the if the airborne units still use it, but they, they used it. They had rewritten it as Blood on the Risers. Um, and, and many churches also sing a variation of this hymn as part of their hymnal. Um, and it, it's important to recognize the value of this song today because the original lyrics portain to us now as they ever have. And she begins, Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Now, Howe, who was an ardent abolitionist and a staunch patriot for the Union cause, had just gone and inspected front lines. And earlier in that year, Lincoln had signed the Emancipation Proclamation. So all slaves in the Union states had been freed and also freed in... Um, Washington, D.C. And because of this move that Abraham Lincoln made um, to free all the slaves in the Union, in the Union states, um, regardless of the original politics of the Civil War, the conflict had now been super simplified. It was about two things. It was about um, maintaining the union of all the states and to end the practice of slavery throughout those united United States. And many politicians and writers and abolitionists saw slavery as God's work and saw the preservation of the Union as just as much God's work. It was a cleansing of the great young nation as as it was still being often referred to the great experiment of democracy, right? Um, they wanted it to be restored as one true nation under God. And how paints the Union cause as the terrible swift sword of the Almighty God. She paints the Union army as the Almighty God doing his work. That the, she claims the, the uh, Union Army is acting on the Lord's behalf to right the great immoral act of slavery and validate the Constitution's declaration that all men are in fact created equal and have a God-given right to life and liberty. How continues in the next verses. I have seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His day is marching on. I have read a fiery gospel written burnished rows of steel. As ye deal with my contenders, so with you my grace shall deal. Let the hero born of woman crush the serpent with his heel, since God is marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, and answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. 
Now, I've never been honored to wear a military uniform, although I considered it myself many times, and continue to believe that military service, particularly amongst infantrymen, cavalrymen, uh, airborne uh, military police units, all those who directly confront and do conflict with the enemy, I consider they, alongside full-time ministry to the church, to be the noblest and most honorable of professions. And now I, I recognize that I'm not naive, so I, I know that um, men in uniform and men in the clergy are not always noble and admirable. Many of them have displayed themselves not to be. Um, but regardless of their personal character, they have each taken an oath. They've sworn an oath before God and men to serve and protect, even unto death. And regardless of the personal character, like I said, this is an ab admirable thing to do. Now imagine that instead of having men and women in, in, in uniform or in the clergy um, who are not noble and honorable, imagine for a moment, a nation where all the men and women in uniform and all the men and women who are called to serve the church of God resembled the men pictured in Howe's text. What if they actually lived and acted the way they do in Howe's portrait? What if all soldiers and ministers knew that the Creator was faithfully and intimately with them, sitting beside their watchfires, sitting in their offices, by their sides in training, by their sides as they prepare, by their sides in meetings, and that each one of them began and ended their days in prayer, humbly approaching the altar of God to ask for His guidance and protection and to act on their behalf? What would a nation with those warriors and those clergy, what would that nation look like? What if all soldiers and all ministers saw the enemies of God as their own enemies and contended with the wickedness um, that they, they saw in front of them as the warrior force of a sovereign God? What if all of them considered their actions against the evil one and against his wicked servants as service to the Creator and as the Lord directly working through them to bring his kingdom nearer? What would that nation look like? What if all men in pulpits and uniforms alike rejoiced to do good in the name of the Lord and actively sought to store up treasures in heaven? Lord, let us be such men. Let us reclaim, or Lord, reclaim our hearts as your own and reshape and refashion us in your likeness and turn us loose on the enemies of heaven to contend with the wicked, to condemn the corrupt, to bring justice to victims, to aid the poor, to help the helpless, and do it all in your name for the sake of your holy name. Work in us that we may work for you. What if we all did that? What would our nation look like? Finally, how gets to the heart of the matter in the last verse. Only by the redeeming work of Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith, can the broken be made whole and the wicked be made righteous. And our Father calls upon us, his children, to as he gave his life to free us from the bonds of sin, he calls on us also to give our own lives that others, all men, might be free. That they might have liberty here, yes, but even more so that they might be free from the bonds of sin. That they might know the Savior, the only one who can free men from the bondage of the law, the oppression of sin, and the consequence that comes with it. That eternal death. Only through him can all men truly be free. She writes, In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea, with a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free, while God is marching on. 
Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Our God is marching on. Amen. Take some time and look up uh, the, look up the piece. Listen, listen to the hymn. There's a lot of great recordings of it. Um, there's a lot of wonderful pieces of music surrounding it as well. Um, take some time, meditate on the words, um, and, and God bless America. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.